so you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Marco Cohen and Matthew Franke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome to the first episode of the Rebels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and along with me, uh, my faithful co-pilot, the, uh, I, I guess we would call him the, the Zeb to my uh, Kanan. <laughs> hey, I'll take uh, it, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike? We're back, man. We're back talking some Rebels, a new podcast for us. We're back, yeah, and it, man, it has been a long time. Yeah. Holy smokes. I haven't even looked it up. Uh, I don't even know when the last time we did a Frontlines episode was, but it was definitely uh, last summer. And, yeah. uh, I, man, it is... It, it, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. This isn't the first time we've podcasted since then. This is just the first time that you'll get to hear a podcast since then. Uh, we had a bit of a false start back in, what was that, like September? Yeah, we, um, yeah, yeah. we tried to do an episode, and, and I think it was okay. I don't think that there was anything wrong with it, but then... Uh, I, I just got caught up in a bunch of stuff and couldn't couldn't finish editing it and you know two weeks go by and it's like uh, now we have a whole bunch of new information and then another two weeks go by and everything's outdated and we know that we're wrong and I uh, and and at a certain point it was like you know what we'll just wait until they until give us a day like this reason. yeah 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 exactly yeah. Um, tons and of news yeah this past weekend we got just just. I guess it was really the whole last week. We just got drenched with info about uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, which for those who who don't know, is a a television program that's going to be airing on Disney XD in the fall. Um, What we know so far is that it's going to air essentially like a debut on, uh, on the Disney Channel. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna get the regular series airing on on Disney XD in the fall. So what it sounds like right now is we're gonna get um, kind of similar to the Clone Wars. We're gonna get a movie. We're gonna get a right. feature uh, that'll air on the Disney Channel, and then and then that'll be followed up by regular episodes. What it really reminds me of, and I don't know, uh, it, it, this is so long ago, and I haven't really researched it to see what it was actually like. But as I remember it. Uh, when they would um, when they would introduce a new series on Disney Afternoons, they would take an hour block out of uh, TGIF, sort of at the end of August, mm-hmm. uh, to to let you know that this new show was coming. So I can remember sitting down and watching with my whole family uh, the the night that Darkwing Duck debuted, uh, the two part uh, uh, series premiere for that show. A one-hour thing with you know like the whole like they did like a music video opening for for the the show and that sort of thing so it feels to me like disney is sort of hearkening back to that with this where they're gonna go 
And I think I if like ABC being uh, the the channel that did TGIF, and then I don't even remember who did Disney Afternoons, but I don't think it was uh, ABC. I think it was another channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of the same idea of of let's let's you know pull out all the stops for the premiere of this series. Let's get everybody psyched about it. Uh, introduce them to all the characters, and then go over here to watch the show. Especially now that they have a channel dedicated to this kind of content like disney xd it's it's kind of perfect it's a it's a perfect place for it so that's what we know so far about the premiere of this new animated series uh we know that dave filoni is is the showrunner executive producer we know that uh uh, is it it's greg weissman right yeah yeah is the uh is is another executive producer. He's the uh, the sort of the head writer on the series. Uh, you might know him from uh, speaking of Disney Afternoons uh, from the uh, famous Gargoyles, the Disney uh, cartoon series, right. which uh, goes down in history as one of the best written shows that Disney ever ever produced uh, for what you would consider children's content, right? Uh, what right. you would yeah. consider sort of that that boys 8 to 13 years old so i uh, um along with you know tons of other stuff i mean weissman's been all over the place and written a lot of stuff great pedigree um oh yeah definitely definitely oh, well you know also mike you know we're talking of course we're talking the rebels here and just to give an idea of what what we're about uh we we've been podcasting with like Jeez, it's been at least five years now together. Yeah. Uh, we've done Frontlines of Clone Wars podcast. We're kind of ushering in this, you know, we're fading out the Clone Wars. We're going to have season six uh, coming up, and we'll talk about it on the other Frontlines podcast. But we're ushering in this new era of Star Wars podcasting with the Rebels yes. podcast. Yeah. And uh, if you're familiar with us and the Clone Wars podcast or the Frontlines of Clone Wars podcast, you kind of know what you're going to expect with the Rebels, and we're going to kind of keep the same format. So if not, yeah. welcome as well. And if you guys want to check out the front lines, you can kind of get an idea of what uh, what we do and how we do a show. Well, you know, it's it's kind of the perfect time to yeah. uh, to jump back into front lines because uh, just to sort of divert, give a little bit of news on that side, uh, we are getting season six. We are getting the entire series on Netflix on March 7th. So, um, for, so for those of you who, who can't wait for rebels to just kind of tie it into rebels, if you haven't watched the clone wars, uh, now is the best possible time to jump back into that, uh, starting March 7th on Netflix in, in the U S and in Canada. So, right. um, and then on top of that season six, which we will be, uh, discussing as well over right. on, over on clone wars podcast.com, which is where you can find that podcast. <clears throat> but, I, that's still a couple weeks away, but what we've got right now are yes. some uh, some awesome character reveals yeah. for Star Wars Rebels. We've kind of been in the dark for a long time. Uh, we knew that there was this character, the the Inquisitor, the 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 Sith Inquisitor, who uh, or Imperial Inquisitor. I don't know if they use the word Sith. Um, and he's kind of a dark Jedi type character. Uh, that that works on behalf of of Darth Vader to hunt down, uh, not necessarily Jedi, but but you know, sort of uh, uh, force sensitive individuals and that sort of thing. Sort of uh, uh, taking care of that aspect of things while Vader is dealing with the larger uh, the larger 
galaxy um, right. and, and the bigger threats and that sort of thing. And uh, talking to other Star Wars fans, I have gotten a bit... It's a bit of a mixed bag with the Inquisitor. Mm. Um, some people think that he's... that You know, he definitely looks cool, but he's... Uh, it's kind of taking Darth Vader's job. Uh, and I know that some people are a little bit upset about that. Um, some people are upset that it's going to have anything to do with the Jedi-Sith sort of thing to begin with. They wanted to see a little bit more of like a, a Han Solo type type of story going on. But uh, I don't. where do you fall, Matt? How do you feel about the Inquisitor? Well, yeah, like you said, they call him the Imperial Inquisitor. So he's, uh, you know, ties to the Sith. I don't know how that's going to come about. But, yes, they do call him the Imperial Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first I was a little, like, I-, I would assume he's taking the place of a Vader. You know, when this series was announced and the time frame we're talking about, which is roughly five years before uh, A New Hope, you're th- I'm thinking, wow, you know, could we see? Are we finally going to see Vader again on on the television screen, on the on the on the silver screen? So, I was really excited about that to see uh, Vader in an animated form. But it, it it seems like maybe they're going to keep Vader uh, a little bit more on on the back burner, maybe because they're bringing yeah. this Inquisitor to take his. Like you said, I think he's taking his place. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm just interested interested <clears throat> to see where they go with the Inquisitor. Is he going to be? You know, is he going to be trained, or is he going to have anything to do with the emperor? You know, is it, or is it just yeah. a? And, and it, also, is it inquisitors? I mean, there's going to be more than one, or is it just this one? Um, I know there was a point where we thought maybe there was going to be multiple inquisitors, but I, I guess we're just down to one now, if I remember. So, as as I recall, uh, we know that there will be uh, a Sith inquisitor uh, in in. Uh, in Star Wars Rebels, that he's going to be a specific character, uh, but that they the language that they have used is that there will be Inquisitors. Right. That that thought, yeah. the Empire has more than one of these guys, uh, and that he's he's an agent on behalf of Darth Vader. Uh, in the, in their words, sent to hunt down the remaining Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's more of like a scouting situation of like, you know, deal, get in there and see what's going on and deal with what you can. But, you know, Vader is always there to mop up the mess mm-hmm. if it's necessary. Right. So I don't know. For me, I think I think there there's two sides to this. As much as I don't want a replacement for Vader, I want Vader to be involved. Um Continuity wise, there are some other stories that that we might be worried about interfering with. Mm-hmm. Um, so so this kind of keeps the continuity safe, although we don't really know what the state of the continuity is at the moment. Anyways, it it could all be up in the air, right? To begin with, so we don't really know that. But um, the other side of it is that I don't want to see happen to Vader what happened to General Grievous in the first couple seasons of The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. uh, where we saw this sort of watering down of the character. Exactly. Because because these these heroes were constantly evading General Grievous, right? And and they had that, that thing that they always had to do where Anakin could never be in the room with Grievous because... In episode three, he says, you know, it's nice to finally meet you or something like that. Right. Um, so. Expected, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, avoiding that, letting Vader go about his business in the galaxy, whatever that may be, um, 
and letting the Inquisitor sort of try and deal with with these insurgents, uh, with the this uh, little rebellion that's popping up. I, I think that that's a really smart way to uh, to go about it. I think that that's a really clever uh, out for for the writers so that they can have a, a character who is uh, definitely deadly, definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with, but he's not Darth Vader. He's not going to walk in and just start, you know, tossing everybody around with the force and, uh, and, and, you know, mowing down rebels left and right. Uh, he's, he's sort of off in the galaxy in other places doing that sort of thing, um, in much larger scales. Uh, cause, cause I think what we're going to see is a very small group of rebels to begin with. This isn't going to be, uh, uh Mon Mothma and, uh, and Admiral Akbar and, uh, and Bail right. Organa and their rebellion. Um, this is, this is another side of the rebellion. This is another group. And I think one thing just kind of on that note, one thing to keep in mind, cause people are kind of upset that this might be rewriting some history. Uh, the rebellion is not the rebellion. It's not one organization. Uh, if you if you take it for what it's actually named, it's like the the alliance to restore the republic or something like that. And it's an alliance of these rebel factions that band together to become the rebel alliance. I mean, that's what we classically know them as is the rebel alliance. Um, so not only do they have you know sort of their main uh, a group of rebels that that we know from the Force Unleashed and from Episode Three and from obviously the original trilogy, but there might be these other pockets, right? There's the the Bothan Spy Network who uh, are are definitely allied with the rebels, but aren't necessarily represented in the greater body. We never see them in the movies, so you know how connected are they, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Shadows of the Empire kind of goes into that and the fact that the Bothans want a free. Republic, but they're not necessarily uh, uh, publicly involved with the rebellion, right? Like they, it's kind of uh, uh, they're they're spies, so they're kind of working under the radar, so that they still have access to the empire, but they can also work for the rebellion and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. So I think what we're gonna see is we're gonna see a facet of the Rebel Alliance develop on Lothal, uh, and uh, and in that we're gonna see uh, specifically six characters, right? I. Uh, so, as we've been talking about this last week, we got huge Huge, reveals, uh, really big stuff. Uh, A few of, a little while ago, we got the reveal of Chopper, which seemed kind of like a non-reveal, a lot like Episode 7, and how they're like, guess what, R2-D2, he's going to be in Episode 7. And it's like, (laughs) well, of course he's going to be in Episode 7, it's it's a Star Wars story with episode in it it's gonna have r2d2 and c3po we know that mm-hmm. um but uh, but we got sort of a similar reveal uh of chopper who is the uh he's kind of the the scrappy little astromech uh that that belongs to this band of rebels uh and the the best way to describe him the best way that they've described him i think is if r2d2 is is uh, your favorite dog then then chopper is a cat uh, so he's a little bit more independent. He's a little bit more free thinking, and and that says a lot because I think that R two has a little bit of a of an independent streak in him. So, uh, right. what like what what do you think about Chopper? I, you know, I think he's going to be one of these characters that um, you know is kind of on the side. I think that's like you said they kind of introduced him, and and 
he's kind of not, I don't want to say a throwaway character, but yeah, yeah he's going to be with his rebels, but he's going to be kind of on the side, like like you said, here he is. He's going to be the the cat, which means like you know he's he's got his own way of doing things. He doesn't listen. Yeah, you know, that's the way cats are. They do their own thing. You know, they don't listen to what you're doing. And and R two's the dog, who's the loyal companion. Yeah. So we we get a, a pretty clear idea of what what Chopper's going to be. And it's probably going to be funny. He's going to have some some funny things he does and and get into some crazy uh, situations maybe. So yeah, he I don't know. I, I can. It's fine. You know, it's it's. It's another R two, I guess, but just a different yeah. personality. So it's 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 cool with me. I we'll see how it goes. Um, I I like the design of the character. He's he's mm-hmm. much uh, uh, more squat than R two, uh, mm-hmm. and he's built from scrap pieces. So uh, it's kind of more of like a scrounger uh, right. version of R two D two, where R two is this nice polished white and silver with with the blue uh and and you know we see him at various stages obviously but a lot of the time we see him polished up mm-hmm. looking like new right um uh, yeah but uh but for chopper there is no polished up looking like new version because he's just kind of assembled from pieces uh he's a little bit more like c-3po on tatooine mm-hmm. where where he's kind of some parts are showing and and uh and he's he's kind of got some mismatched uh, colors and and bits and that sort of thing. So I really like the aesthetic of the character. It says a lot about uh, it says a lot about the heroes and the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I really like that aspect yeah. of them. But more importantly, moving on uh, to uh, our five other characters, we got introduced to uh, well, I think are our two main characters, mm-hmm. and we'll start uh, in the order that they've introduced them to us with uh, with Kanan. And I think we have a we have a little bit of a, an audio clip, right? Yeah, check this out. This is um, the crew talking about Kanan, and this uh, video has been uh, posted uh, all over now. So check this out. Get back up there and fix the shields. Well, Kanan, I like to call Kanan the Cowboy Jedi. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and I'm the voice of Kanan on Star Wars Rebels. Kanan, I think, is the perceived head of this organization, of the crew of the, of the Ghost. And when he tells you something, you got to do it. Don't stop. Push off now. Kanan has a lot of secrets, and he is very guarded about his past. He's a young man that's adrift. He has no structure. What I really like about Kanan is the fact that he is a Jedi. But he's not a Jedi in the traditional sense that we've had before on the show. He's a little bit more relaxed in the strict Jedi rules. You know, he's a little more rough around the edges. A strong character that has sarcasm. How about a little less attitude and a little more altitude? You suddenly have this cocky Jedi who's willing to shoot you as much as he is willing to, you know, get you with his lightsabers. He's dressed pretty simply, but, you know, he's got the armor, so you could tell that he's kind of a fighter. The ponytail kind of harkens back to, you know, samurai. Kanan is a Jedi that is very much in this time period between episodes three and four of the films given up being a Jedi. You know, was forced underground by Order 66 in essence and hasn't acted as a Jedi. He's kept his lightsaber locked away, um, so he hasn't used it in a long time. He can't be obviously a Jedi, because if he is, he's going to get killed. And he's sort of forsaken the Jedi ways when all the Jedi were wiped out. He saw the destruction of his way of life at the hands of Darth Vader and the Empire. He doesn't know how they can move forward and survive now as Jedi. You'll start to see Kanan's abilities grow as well as he's starting to use 
forces and things that he hasn't in a long time. He's a, a gunslinger that needs to put the gun away and, and pick up the sword again and, and fight for noble causes and selfless causes. Whether it's with a lightsaber or a blaster, he's always willing to help out and take on the Empire. Kanan is pretty much the coolest guy in the universe. And there you go, and it's, uh, the, the, I guess the uh, rumors were true but long ago about Freddie Prince Jr., Mike, but uh, yeah, yeah. Kanan, man, what do you think of Kanan? This guy looks like he's going to be our main guy, huh? I, you know, that's how I felt uh, yeah. when this video first released, and uh, and to be honest, I was a little bit underwhelmed when it first hit. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely like the look, I, li I like the animation, uh, the quality's all there, but I was a little disappointed that uh, our main character was going to be a Jedi. I, I was one of those people that was kind of hoping that it was going to be a little bit more of a... Um, mm, I gotcha. Like a Han Solo's Han Solo, yeah, adventure right. kind of thing, like like the Brian Daly novels from back in the day, where where it's a little bit more about like a, a, a I don't know, sort of more everyman heroes, right? Mm -hmm. Not so much the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker of it all, right? Like uh, we definitely got a lot of that in five and a half seasons of the Clone Wars. Um, and and obviously the prequel trilogies are a lot about uh, the prequel trilogy is a lot about that, um, but as we move into the 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 era of the the original trilogy, I was kind of hoping that it would be a little bit more in line with that, where there aren't really Jedi running around. That's not really a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. um, so at first I was a little bit skeptical, uh, even though uh, I do, like I said, I, I really like the the style. I like the, the character design, um, but he's definitely grown on me uh, over the last uh, week, uh, not even quite a week yet, right. um, as we've sort of gotten to know a little bit more about the series and the rest of the crew. Uh, of the of the ghost, which is their uh, their sort of Millennium Falcon esque ship, um, and uh, and really definitely with the introduction of Ezra, I was I I was put at ease a little bit because uh, when you start to learn a little bit more about Ezra, you start to see that Kanan's not really the main character. Uh, he's not the Anakin Skywalker of the story. He is uh, a little bit more of like the Obi Wan, Obi -Wan Qui Gon yeah. sort of character. He's the he's the mentor. Right. Um, he's the he's the the wizard, but mixed with a little bit of Han Solo. So uh, that idea for me, uh, it definitely once you put that into perspective, you put it into the right frame. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I see it. Now I know where the character's going. Uh, it's it's almost like he, as as they kind of uh, alluded to in the in the video in his uh, uh, introduction, um, he's trying to regain his status as a Jedi Knight because he's walked away from that for so long. If he was even a Jedi Knight to begin with, and and uh, as from what we've heard so far, I don't think that he was. He never he never reached the status of Jedi Knight. Uh, so that means that he was a Padawan when Order sixty six happened. Right. Um, he he was never quite knighted, right? So um, so that it'll be interesting, and I think that he'll have a really cool past to uncover as the series goes. And that's something that I hope that we get kind of in bits and pieces. Um, I but uh, I don't know what what do you think about about well, Kanan? 
Yeah, I, I, at first when I saw that, I thought, okay, here's here's the main character. But when you hear the Ezra clip, and we're going to play that in a few minutes, yeah. you realize that, whoa, 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 wait a minute, you're right. The, this is, and we'll talk about this, this is going to be seen through the eyes of Ezra. So, Kanan, that's, uh, for me, yeah, I, I was, you know, Filoni calls him the Cowboy Jedi. And so you kind of get an idea of where they're going with the character and, and how he's going to act in, in, in the show here. Uh, he's the crew, head of the uh, head of the crew of the Ghost. And uh, he's adrift and he's a Jedi. So like you said, Mike, he's a Jedi. We don't know if he's a Jedi Knight. But here's what I love about this. Check this out. Jedi who was forced underground by Order 66. And when this Rebels, pop, this Rebels uh, show is canon. So we know that, yeah, there was Jedi that survived Order 66. And it, not that that was like a main, like, you know, oh, I can't believe that. No, it's, it's totally plausible. So yeah. to see him forced underground, this is cool. So we know we're going to see more Jedi and, and possibly, but here's one right here. And his way of life was destroyed, like they said in the clip here, by Vader and the Emperor and the events that happened. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think Freddie Prince Jr., seeing him and, and his excitement for what's going on, I, I'm, I'm happy for him and, and how he sees the character. And then at the very end of this clip, they show up, uh, it's just a photo of him with his lightsaber and they show the Inquisitor too. So could we see him fight the Inquisitor uh, sometime mm-hmm. in the show? I don't know. I don't know if they were teasing us with that picture yeah. at the end of that clip. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he looks like he's gonna be a cool character. And I'm, and they talk also about how he's, you know, like like you said, he's underground. He has to hide, right? He can't he can't let anybody know he's a Jedi. So he's got to use the blaster a lot. And uh, he's only going to bring out maybe the lightsaber. Uh, we'll see how the, how this works, but it could be yeah. only in serious situations. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally behind this character. I'm I'm loving uh, everything that Freddie Prinze has been saying and and the clips. And you talked about the animation style, Mike. And I noticed this in the Ignite teaser, both teaser trailers that came out today. And we'll, and we'll yeah. play one of those in a few minutes. Um, you really, I really, I don't know if you see this, but you can really see the Disney influence in this animation. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah. Or am I just seeing, yeah. Definitely. I do, I do think it, it is, uh, it is a brighter, more colorful version of the Star Wars universe than, uh, than Clone Wars was. Not to say that Clone Wars wasn't bright and colorful, but, but it definitely, uh, the sort of that painted maquette look to it made it feel a lot more worn and, uh, and sort of less glossy. Whereas this, this feels a little bit more like, uh, sort of like a 2d cartoon brought into 3d mm-hmm. right? right whereas uh clone wars really kind of lived in that 3d space it, it, it sort of used that um uh, as a almost like another character um <clears throat> almost in a way to separate it from the star wars universe right so that they could do realistic ish stuff but with this other kind of um twist on it right mm-hmm. so we were always looking going okay cool that's the interpretation of this character right. um, but with rebels um it is definitely more of like a, a cartoon version it's a little bit more um uh, not even like the 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 uh, gendy tartakovsky clone no. wars right. but just more of like an animated 2d version uh, just sort of brought into 3D. So sort of definitely more of like that, what Disney's doing right now <clears throat> with things like Tangled and uh, and Frozen, where they are sort of bringing forward the legacy of their, their traditional 2D uh, style, but in, in a 3D environment. So that, that's what it feels like to me. 
Right. Um, yeah. And and the character designs kind of go along with that. And and definitely the color palette is a lot brighter. Our heroes are all in kind of like these uh, uh, orange, purple, and green colors. Uh, they, they're they're uh, definitely more bright and vibrant than the than the Jedi that we were used to in the Clone Wars with the with the tans and the the browns and and that sort of thing. So um, I'm really looking forward to that aspect of it. Um, but let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Ezra. Uh, yeah, who, yeah, who is uh, I think our actual main character. Uh, when when we hear the the audio in a second, you're gonna see that that this is a character that that is much more the focal point. Um, it's gonna be about his journey. I think we're gonna come into the middle of of an adventure with the rest of the crew, and Ezra's gonna kind of get pulled into it, mm-hmm. um, and then the, his destiny is gonna sort of unfold from there. But let's uh, let's take a listen to the clip. Look, I work alone. Ezra's a kid that's been living on his own. He's a con artist, but he's only 14. He's had a little rough, but he never really feels bad for himself. He's very street smart. He's a pickpocket. He's a little thief. But he's doing it all because he needs to survive. Hey, the kid's gotta eat. He's not a bad kid. It's just what you do in this time. He's not wealthy enough to be taken care of. He's not wealthy enough to get off the planet. He doesn't really trust anyone. That's kind of his motto in life. Why would I risk my life for a bunch of strangers? People don't do that. He has that kind of hard edge at times, but he knows how to turn on the charm when it comes to getting what he wants, and he's just very charismatic. Like, you'd want to, I feel like people want to be his friend. Well, every little bit helps. He's been outrunning stormtroopers and fighting against the Empire his whole life. But he's not a rebel. That's not really what he's about yet. If he can steal from the Empire in small ways, great. He doesn't mind sticking it to them at all. In fact, he likes doing that. He always wants to get his hands on some of their tech, take it apart, mess with it. He's always stealing their helmets, because what kid wouldn't? Ezra is like, I just have a soft spot for him because he is the first character we came up with for the show. I just, I'm always rooting for him. We see this whole series very much through Ezra's eyes. As his eyes get open to what the Empire is capable of, his eyes are open to the fact that there are people who care, who are trying to fight the good fight, and he becomes one of them. When he meets Kanan and the crew of the Ghost, it's kind of this opportunity to have a family, so it's a great choice that he makes to go along with them. To survive instinctively every now and then when he's in a jam, he uses the Force. Now, he doesn't call it that. He doesn't know that's what he's doing. He thinks he's got some abilities that are a little strange every now and then, but they help him out. It's instinctive, it's reactionary. And in Kanan, he also finds someone who can mentor him in a way. They get thrown into that scenario without really realizing that they are being thrown into it. They need each other. Ezra will never become a Jedi without Kanan, and Kanan will never reclaim his status and become a Jedi Knight without Ezra. You doing okay, kid? You kidding? This is a blast! And there you go, uh, Mike. We're talking about Ezra here, and and like when they said he's the first character they came up with the show, and Greg Weissman said you're seeing the show through his eyes. Pretty clear that the show is going to revolve around Ezra and his yeah um, his adventure through however many years this thing goes. What do you think? 
Yeah, I uh, like I said when I first got that Kanan uh, reveal, I was a little bit disappointed, uh, and then this Ezra one came along, and it just it opened my eyes to what this show can be, and uh, and the and the plan that that Dave Filoni and Greg Weissman have for taking us through the journey of uh, of. Of, of a character somewhat similar to Luke, I uh, I've been calling him Space Aladdin. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of got that same, and there there's that Disney connection again. Um, which man, some people talk about it like it's a bad word, but I think it's a great thing. I think I think Disney is doing some excellent stuff for Star Wars, and this is a really good example of it. Um, they've been they've been touting this as the first official uh, Disney produced Star Wars content. So um, they're really they're really going heavy on that aspect of it. And to have a younger character, uh, I think I think the difficult part of it for us as adults who are into Star Wars, uh, adult fans of Star Wars, I guess. uh, What's that? A.O.F. A.F.O.S.W. I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult for us to understand what has always been true about Star Wars, which is that it is not for us, it's for kids. But it's for the kid in all of us, right? Like, that's... I don't watch Star Wars for the same reason that I watch Game of Thrones, right? I watch right. Star Wars so that the eight-year-old in me is is happy and content, right? That's That's the whole thing. So, to have a main character who is that adolescent who's on a journey to uh to discover uh his true destiny right that uh, that's that's what star wars is all about right that's what that's what anakin's story is all about that's what luke's story is all about uh that is what episode seven will be all about like mark my words that's what it's going to be if you think it's going to be anything different you're going to be sorely disappointed right i you know there will be opportunities in the star wars films to tell other stories, uh, sort of in these in the standalone things like a Boba Fett movie or whatever. But uh, if you're going to tell, I think, a continuing narrative, and you're going to involve the Force in it, then this is this is the natural place to go to it, uh, to go with it. Sorry, and uh, and Ezra as a character presents, I think, uh, a new opportunity to explore what that relationship to the force is um and maybe a little bit more of a naturalistic approach to it right where where the jedi were very dogmatic they were very rule oriented mm-hmm. and uh and it led to their downfall i think that that's one of the big the big uh messages within uh the prequel trilogy is that that their their adherence to so strict a code and and their their inability to be flexible allows Palpatine to come to power and and do his thing and and really take over the galaxy. Uh, but uh, as you know, they've sort of explored in some of the expanded universe stuff. There is another approach to the Force, where you know there is no light side and the dark side. There's the Force, and it's just you know our perspective that makes it one or the other. And you can kind of find this this balance somewhere in there, which I think is something that Kanan will represent, and uh, and Ezra will sort of follow along that path, being a little bit more of like a streetwise 
individual rather than this sort of book learned Obi-Wan Kenobi type, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> uh, it's more about experience out in the greater galaxy than it is uh, uh, learning in the in the Jedi Temple archives, right? It's that idea that that Obi-Wan goes to the to the archives to try and figure out where that saber dart came from and uh and he's got they have to go to children in order to to sort of allow themselves to to uh have it revealed to them that somebody uh, erased something from the archives because in their viewpoint nobody could erase anything from the archives right so it's i think it's a little bit more of that perspective with with canaan and ezra and ezra definitely represents that uh where he's he is that more of an aladdin character he's he's a thief he's uh He's a he's uh, what I think is really cool. We see we saw it in the in the trailer, uh, the the two trailers that were released this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that little apparatus on his arm is uh, some sort of like a a, a laser slingshot. Like yeah. it's it's like a plasma slingshot or something like that. Like right. he's kind of got that Dennis the Menace feel, <laughs> uh, uh, or he's gonna go around and sort of cause trouble. Uh, in order to uh, in order to survive, yeah. and uh, and that's going to be a really interesting thing to see, meshed with uh, the discipline and focus that it takes to become a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that um, when I had originally felt like this, oh man, I don't want Jedi. I just want it to be like Han Solo at star's end or Han Solo's revenge or, or the lost legacy where they're out there, you know, dodging the empire fighting pirates and, and doing all sorts of really cool swashbuckly stuff, but without the Jedi aspect of it. Um, and then they bring this in, they explain what it's going to be. And I was like, Oh, I was being really close minded. Like I was, I was thinking of star Wars (laughs) as this other thing. And they're like, no, 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 it is that other thing, but it's also this, like, we can't forget this because if we do, then it's not really star Wars. Right. So, so, uh, the fact that they're bringing that in, uh, it, it, it took a, a second for me to realize what was going on and a second for me to acclimate and a second for me to, to have that, you know, that, standard fan reaction which i think a lot of people have of oh that's not what i wanted so it's not good mm-hmm. right and that's not that's it's it's the farthest thing from the truth uh what have i said time and time again on front lines whenever anybody asks me what i want to see from a new season of clone wars i always said I just want them to surprise me. I just want them to do something I'm not expecting them to do. Mm-hmm. And Ezra is a character that I was not expecting. The, the the relationship between Ezra and Kanan is not something that I was expecting. The rest of this crew, uh, there's a couple of predictable bits, but we don't really know anything about these other characters. But there's definitely one character that I was not expecting. So uh, I it, it, it's as long as they can keep me on my toes and let me uh, experience Star Wars rather than try and second guess it, I'm, I'm a happy camper. And Ezra is sort of the the, uh, the signal flare for me that that's what Dave Filoni and Greg Weissman are doing. That's, that's their plan. Their plan is to tell a new Star Wars story, not just tell the stories we've already heard, which, which is just super exciting to me. Um, yeah. Well, what, what do you think? What do you well, think about Ezra? You brought up, here's the thing, you brought up Luke, and that's exactly 
what I was thinking when I saw this <laughs> and, I, and when I heard the description in the trailer is you got a young kid. Uh, he's... He says he's street smart here, not that Luke was, but it's it's kind of the same thing, like you said. You know, he's just out. He doesn't know that he has the Force. He doesn't know about his family. Yeah. Uh, and and so I definitely see the parallels between Ezra and Luke. But here's what I'm loving about this. I mean, this guy's li- this kid is living on his own. He's a con artist. You know, he's street smart, and he's just out there to survive. And he's and he's kind of Han Soloish. You know, he's not a rebel yet, as as like they said on the on the clip there. Yeah. But. Um, but, you know, like you said, we're going to see this series through his eyes. And, and one, of the, one of the coolest things about this whole thing was Filoni talking about how Ezra, he, he has the Force and he doesn't even know it. You know, he's instinctively using the Force in, in certain situations, apparently. And he doesn't even know what it is. He probably doesn't know what, what the Jedi are or what the Force is. So you're going to have this, like you talked about, Mike, you're going to have this, this interaction, this this trainer pupil type thing where Kanan's going to, one of these, I'm sure during the show, he's going to realize, holy crap, he just, Ezra used the force and he doesn't even know it. And he's going to, and then, you know, you're going to have a storyline about maybe him teaching him or learning throughout this whole series, however long it goes, maybe that's what it's going to be is these two and almost a mentor, uh, student type of relationship. So, and I love everything that Weissman, I mean, this dude, I, I don't know much about him, but every time I see him talk about, Star Wars or a character or whatever, uh, this dude is just on point, man. This guy is really well-versed in everything that's going on, and, and I love what he had to say in, in some of these clips here, too. So, yeah, Ezra, uh, I'm really excited to see where they go with this and, and to where they see to where this partnership between these two, which I think are going to be the two the main guys, goes throughout the next, uh, you know, hopefully more than a year. Which you know, that's it's almost I'm almost 100 sure this thing is going to go quite a few years. So yes, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see where these two end up um, in five years from now. Just like you know, just like we saw when we when when Ahsoka came into the Clone Wars, we're like, whoa, you know, what's you know, even I was like that, like, and then to go from there to one of our final episodes, Mike, where we saw her walk away from the Jedi, one of the most powerful scenes in the Clone Wars, uh, a great ending scene there. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so it's it's gonna be fun to see these two, and and you know it's kind of like parallels between uh, Ahsoka and him, maybe. So we'll see. But uh, other than that, so we talked about what uh, the Inquisitor. We talked about Chopper, Kane, and Ezra. Who else we got, Mike? We got a couple more. Okay, so uh, we'll kind of go through these quickly because because uh, they're not we don't quite know as much, but there are a few little things to talk about. Let's start with Zeb Aurelios, who we know the least about, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeb is uh, what looks to be a new species, as far as I can tell. I, I, I don't recognize him as anything canon. Um, no. And and the reason for that is that uh, I, he's supposed to be based off of the the original Chewbacca designs, um, which oh, right, sort of yeah, yeah. one part Chewbacca, one part Han Solo. If you if you take the original screenplay, um, those characters were kind of the same character at one point. Like like Chewbacca was the character, but he was called Han Solo, and he had a bit more. He spoke and that sort of thing rather than than what we get with Chewie, which is the the growling and then sort of the translation of it. Um, but Zeb. Uh, he's he's purple. Uh, like I said, everybody kind of follows this green, orange, purple color scheme with the heroes. Uh, so he's got this purple skin. He's got sort of these big uh, elf goblin ears. He's he's uh, 
I uh, man, he, I don't. It's it's really yeah, hard Goblin to describe. I think Goblin yeah, is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a very he he looks to be a very Chewbacca esque character. So he's kind of he's the heavy right. He's he's got the the biggest gun and he's uh, and he's the biggest out of them and and he's an alien. So there's that aspect of it. Um, and uh, and so that's really all that we know about Zeb so far. The most we've really seen of him is his uh, his Lego figure, right? right and a couple yeah. of little snapshots and and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's Zeb. And then we have got uh, we've got Hera Syndulla. Yes, right, yeah. Who we know a little bit more about we think because uh, because of her last name. Uh, some some Clone Wars fans' ears might be perking up at that name, mm-hmm. uh, and that's because uh, she shares that that surname with Chamsindula, right. who is the leader of the of the the Twilight Resistance on on Ryloth uh, in the Ryloth trilogy of the Clone Wars, the season finale of of the first season. So that's a that's a deep deep cut. For, for Clone Wars fans way back to season one. And we have heard that one of these characters has some ties to uh, a, a character that we know from from the past. Mm. Uh, and uh, and that might draw forward into the present. We, we might we might see Cham again depending on uh, on yeah. what their what their connection is, what the relation is. So um, so I, that's really interesting. She's a green Twi'lek uh, in an orange jumpsuit, kind of like a rebel flight suit almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, if I had to guess, she's got some goggles. Uh, I would guess that she is sort of the technician type character. She seems to be a bit of a pilot because we've seen her in, in the pilot's chair in, in a couple of these things. Um, but yeah, I think she's going to be kind of, uh, uh, if I had to, to pick an analog, I think, I think, uh, uh, Jaina Solo kind of character. Oh yeah. Right. Um, sort of that, that technically minded piloting sort of character. Um, and then, I. Uh, uh, before we round out the heroes, because I want to talk about this one hero last, okay. uh, we do actually have another villain that has kind of been revealed, but not really. And and he's uh, Agent Callus, who looks to be... Um, if you remember back uh, uh, Argius, uh, Captain Argius, the, the, uh, right. the Senate guard-looking guy from, from the first season of Clone Wars... Um, it's kind of that sort of a feel, only with the imperial side of it. So he's kind of armored, but he's kind of dressed like a moth. Um, it's kind of with the like with the gray imperial uniform. Um, I guess just like an imperial officer. But then he's got this really cool helmet, sort of this open mask helmet, uh, kind of Roman esque uh, feel to it, and. Uh, and and that's all we know about him. He he's a bad guy. He he looks kind of nefarious. Um, I'm sure he's probably uh, uh, the Inquisitor's right hand man, uh, or he might be the like local security or something like that, like local the local garrison or or something of that sort. Um, so we'll we'll have to wait and see more about that character. Right. But uh, but that last character. Uh, we don't even know how to say her name yet uh, because oh, it's, a, yeah. it's a little bit odd. Yeah. But uh, there was a bit of a bit of controversy over the weekend as stuff came out at Toy Fair That's because 
our first couple of glimpses uh, were of this character with her helmet on. Um, and that, that first glimpse, it's a, it's a Mandalorian. Okay, are you guys ready for this? A Mandalorian with a pink helmet. Pink and purple, with a little bit of orange in there, I and, and female. I, I so people were looking at it, and I, now it never occurred to me. I never went down this road with it, but other people were were thinking like, "Oh, could this be Ahsoka?" Right. Yeah. Right. What could she be like? Why would she be wearing a Mandalorian helmet, and would it even fit on her head? Um, but you know, that was sort of the suspicion from some people. I think it was a little far-fetched. Um, but what we found out is that she is actually, well, what appears to be human. We don't really know yet. Um, and her name, uh, now this is, this is a difficult thing because a lot of people are saying that her name is Sabine, uh, S A B I N E. But I actually, I have a little bit of knowledge here. I, that's actually how how uh, uh, my my mother in law spells her name, and her name is Sabina, which is uh, it's a German name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, if you look online at the at the proper pronunciation of this name, uh, you'll see more often than not Sabina. So, um, so I don't know if it's going to be Sabina or if it's Sabine. Uh, she is Mandalorian looking. Uh, so. Could this be a connection to Satine and Bo-Katan? Is mm. is there is there some sort of a legacy connection there as well? I uh, <laughs> some people have even gone as far as to I uh, I wonder if this could possibly be a daughter of Obi Wan Kenobi and Satine. I <laughs> uh, in Woo! some way and I uh, Obi Wan. Oh boy, look out, buddy. I tell you one thing, <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds, and as fan fanfic-ish as that is, nothing would make me happier, okay? <laughs> then Obi, the, the daughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi, okay, wow. being a Mandalorian. Yeah. Because one thing that I'm really looking for in these characters is uh, what what's the potential of them showing up in episode seven mm-hmm. or a connection to episode seven. And, uh, and if, and if she is in fact Sabine and not, not Sabina, and she is in fact related in some way to Satine, uh, and she is in fact related in some way to Obi-Wan Kenobi, then Holy smokes, that would be, the greatest thing ever. That would be so cool because like I, I'm really pushing for this idea of a female lead for, uh, for episode seven for, for the, for the continuing saga. But I, it, I, it doesn't sound like that's what we're going to get. So if the Skywalker legacy doesn't get carried on, uh, uh, with a, with a female, uh, heroine, then, uh, then, then perhaps the Kenobi legacy can, uh, cause Man, Sabine Kenobi—that's that's got a good ring to it. Yeah, in you... in, in my opinion. But <laughs> I, I think there's also a potential that she could be uh, Bo-Katan's daughter, right. and uh, or 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 somehow related. And and it's sort of it's a uh, the name is like a combination. I uh, I. Uh, 
tribute to Satine and Obi-Wan sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. like cause Satine dies and, and Obi-Wan, sorry, spoilers for season five of, of the Clone Wars. <laughs> if you're not yeah. caught up, Whoops. um, yeah. everybody dies. No spoilers. Everybody dies by the end of Clone Wars. You know, it's, it's uh, it all ends in episode three. Everybody yeah. dies. I, anyways, I, and, and Obi-Wan for all intents and purposes is, is, is dead. I uh, becomes Ben Kenobi. Um, so I uh, so it could be a, a fitting tribute, I uh, but man, if that character is connected, how awesome would that be? Can you imagine? Just I mean, you talk about throwing. I, I a, will hug Dave Filoni at Star Wars oh Celebration in a year. I will hug him. I don't care if like they call security. I'll be like, thank you so much. <laughs> Can you imagine the ripples saint. in the fan community if that? I mean, you talk about totally blowing open like. Obi-Wan as, yeah. like, we always thought Obi-Wan, and we still do, as, like, this, he's, like, the model Jedi, right? And to He's think the perfect if, Jedi, yeah. Yeah, and to think if he were to stray and and he would have had it, oh, my god! But, gosh. you know, is that necessarily against the code? Is that, uh, as as Anakin says in episode two. Yeah, right. They, they, they're, they're, I... Uh, they're instructed to be compassionate, right? Like to, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to love, but to love without attachment. Right. And I think, true, and I think yeah. Obi Wan being Obi Wan, he he did that, right? He definitely had a connection to Satine. Oh yeah. He definitely yeah. loved Satine. I mean, th- there is no question of that. But is there possibly some way that? That he could have had a relationship with Satine without the without being mm-hmm. um, possessive, right? right. Without the, the without yeah. without the attachment. Yeah. And I think that if it's if if anybody is capable of it, it's Obi Wan, right? Yeah. And and no, if point. anybody yeah. is capable of returning that, it was Satine. Uh, that that was one of the reasons why I think their characters were so fascinating and so perfect in the Clone Wars, and why Satine is really, I mean. Hondo Onaka is the best character that that the Clone Wars brought us. I mean, he hands down. There's there's no Great no contest, right? Yeah. But I uh, but Satine is definitely uh, coming up second for me because it allowed us to see this side of Obi Wan's character that that if played in another way could have been really bad. I know that there's a novel that takes place between, uh, or before episode one, that's, that's, uh, or maybe it's a series of novels, maybe of like junior novels or something about Obi-Wan learning under Qui-Gon. And I don't know how Canon they are, but I do know that there's a, that he had a sort of a relationship with another Padawan. Um, and they definitely had, had a little bit of a romance going. And, uh, to me that, that, doesn't sound very appealing, but but the relationship with with Satine and Obi Wan was perfect because she understood, and she also yearned. Right, like they they kind of they were both in this position of wanting to give in, but being better than that, being above above their their attachments and above their emotions. Mm-hmm. Satine because she led the Mandalorians and Obi-Wan because he was a Jedi. Right. Uh, right. So, so I don't know. I, I think that to me justifies it. And I think that Dave Filoni definitely has a soft spot for that, mm-hmm. for that story, for those characters. Um, but he's also got a real soft spot for Bo-Katan, right? Uh, he's, he's sort of in, in many interviews, 
uh, has sort of alluded that that's one of his favorite characters, and it's definitely one of the favorite ones that he created. So, right. um, so if this character is continuing that legacy, uh, that that could be interesting as well. Um, yeah, that's wow. You just kind of blew my mind. I never even thought of that until you said that. But that's that's crazy. You talk about, woo! That would that would that would throw a huge huge ripple into the Star Wars universe. But that'd be a cool one. And you know what? Your points make huge sense because like you said Obi-Wan he, mm-hmm. he probably if anybody could do it it would be yeah. him yeah it's excellent excellent point so and and wow. you know I think I've always been of the mind that they uh, the Jedi being celibate would kind of uh uh, ruin the force because we know that it is passed genetically that that you know it, it goes from father to son for sure uh, and daughter right, i yeah. i we know that from from the, the 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 original trilogy so uh the idea that jedi would uh not procreate uh even if they, especially if they were powerful jedi mm-hmm. to me seems Seems almost foolhardy, right? But uh, almost that, that they that they may have had a system of of that you know that you could have children, but you just couldn't be in their lives. You couldn't be like, but but you could further the Jedi uh, in that sort of a way, and 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 those the younglings would become younglings, right? And they kind of belong to the order, not to any one person. They're 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 students of, of the force and they kind of, uh, with the ones that we know are collected from outside of the temple that, uh, they, that they're taken away from their families at a very young age. So why would it be any different if two Jedi were to have an offspring or if, uh, or if a Jedi was to, to have an offspring with somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think maybe we're being a little bit closed minded if we're thinking of it in that way. But, um, but beyond that, beyond the, the connections to, to any possible, uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's or whatnot, I, I, her design is just really solid. Yeah. I just think it's really, really good. Um, it's got this cool balance of colors. Mm-hmm. I, I, a female Mandalorian being a main character. I, I think that that's really cool. Um, we've got six heroes. Right. We have Kanan. We have Ezra. We have uh, Zeb. Uh, we have Hera. We have Sabine. And we have Chopper. And mm-hmm. Chopper's a droid, so he's kind of not a gender but maybe a little bit more male i i don't know like people tend to skew a little bit more male with droids especially astro droids right uh but um as far as 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 gendered characters we have a almost a split right uh and and i think that that's a really cool thing for a show that that disney is very clearly aiming towards the uh the young boy market but uh, but much like they did with Ahsoka, I, I you know Dave Filoni is not leaving the girls out in the cold, and I no. think that that's a really cool aspect of this show. I, now that we've sort of seen the lineup, um, the yeah. only thing that I would ask, I, and, and you know we might find out later on, I, the only thing that I would ask is that that we need a female villain, right? We need a we need a bad guy. Yeah. I, yeah Clone Wars had a little, you know. Yeah. Clone Wars had a couple, but yeah. but yeah, we need we need a, an imperial officer that's a that's a, a 
a tough as nails chick or something like that, right? <laughs> like, like we need. Like, I think that we really, we really kind of need that to balance it out on the other side of things, so that it's not just a bunch of stormtroopers that that look male. Uh, who knows? But but I think that classically we think of them as male, right. and uh, and then the uh, the the Inquisitor and uh, and Callus are definitely both guys. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that we kind of need that a little bit, but. But that's our that's that's all of the characters that we know so far. Right. Um, there are rumors that Vader will show up at some point, that the Emperor will show up at some point, that uh, Tarkin will show up at some point, and you know we really we really should have a sit down with that Stephen Stanton oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and see if we can't weasel a little bit of information <laughs> out of him because if yeah. there's a Tarkin, we already know who that is. Oh right? yeah. Definitely. So I, so you know, and for me, like now on his Facebook page, Stephen is very, very vocal about his support of rebels, uh, which is somewhat suspicious. And for a long time, I was going like, "Huh, I wonder if he's playing one of the the new characters. I wonder if that's why, like, if if he's just not allowed to talk about it yet." But we're gonna find out that he voices maybe Zeb or mm-hmm. somebody else, right? Right. Um. But I, but it occurred to me over the last week or so. Well, no, duh, he's gonna be in it at some point because Tarkin's gotta show up, right? Mm, yeah. If Vader shows up, Tarkin has to be there. Yeah, I'd be right by you his side. To, yeah. yeah, you have to have the both of them, right? They're, they're right. kind of a uh, in this era of Star Wars, they're kind of a duo. So, right. um, so, but for you, how, how do you feel? Are you are you happy with this with with the way that things are looking overall now that we see these characters? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, you know, I was already on board with the show, just from the time frame they were, they were talking about. It. I was yeah. like, yes, you know, and and of course it's going to be, you know, like you said, they're not going to have bringing it back to we talked about Vader earlier. I think you're right. I think maybe Vader is such a special character that, you know, maybe they won't throw him into this a lot, but maybe just once in a while, maybe Tarkin, like some of the OT big boys that were that. Uh, that we've grown to love, of course. Maybe yeah. we might see them here and there, but not. This is going to be the core group. This is who we're going to be following, and they'll sprinkle in those other guys. You know, I'm, I'm a kind of like a. I love the bad guys, and so I'm really interested to see what they do with this Inquisitor. And and you know, this guy's got a lightsaber that uh, kind of has the handle that you can spin around. So I'm kind of interested to see how how they deal with that. You know, is this guy? He has a lightsaber, so he's got to have some kind of. Some kind of training, right? I mean, he's, he's got a double-sided lightsaber yeah. that, as you said, spins around. I mean, it harkens who back to him? one of the toys, right? Yeah, it to does. the General Grievous toy. So, yeah, yeah. So, who you know, who trained him? How did he get trained to yeah. use a lightsaber? These are some things that we're going to find out that I'm really interested to find out. And and uh, I guess to wrap it up, you know, we today, Mike, today we got two two teasers. Yes. And uh, the first one is called Ignite. I I'll just play the first one and uh, just a 30-second little taste of what you're going to see a long uh, coming up. Ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a spark of a rebellion ignites. This fall, discover your destiny. Star Wars Rebels this fall on Disney XD. Yes, Disney XD and and Rebels like like you said earlier, the first original Star Wars on-screen content released 
by Disney since they purchased it back in October of 2012. So we're beginning yep. this new era. This is the new era of the Disney franchise. Uh, this is what's kicking it off. So um, really excited if that those two trailers don't get you excited. Um, like I said, when I watch that, you can really tell the influence of uh, yeah. to me and Disney in there. So yeah, thoroughly excited. We got a bunch of bunch of stuff coming out. We just got bombarded in the last week or so with a bunch of great new stuff. So. I know. I, I don't think. I don't think they're gonna let up. I think that uh, that they're gonna start hitting us hard now. Uh, we're we're gonna start getting more information. Uh, I'm hoping maybe we can get another character reveal this week. Um, I, it, hopefully before Thursday, because I'll be in Disneyland and I won't have the internet, so <laughs> I might miss it. But yeah. thankfully, we have uh, we have an awesome crew at Rebels Podcast. So Tim will get that news posted if I am. Otherwise, uh, 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 entertained. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so you can always, always, always rely on on uh, Tim to post the news in a timely fashion over at rebelspodcast.com, which is our home on the internet. Uh, that is our rebel base, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't tell any Imperials. Uh, don't don't tell that <laughs> Joe Mignano because he'll just try and blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. No, we got. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, I, I, I was just saying. I, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're definitely uh, gonna be uh, uh, hitting it hard with, with the news and the info as it, as it comes to us. Um, and uh, one thing that we stay away from uh, is rumors. So we don't really post about the rumors. Uh, we might discuss them from time to time on, on the podcast. But, uh, but I like to keep the website and the, and the Facebook feed dedicated to things that we know right, right? and the, you know speculation is going to happen from time to time you know we see a character for the first time we don't know who they are uh, wh- you know we might have our own speculation but i uh, but you know obviously we don't uh, we, we just don't kind of spend our time you know mired in all of the rumor and right. and sort of i uh, i uh, random things that you hear about star wars because if we did the website would be overrun with things that uh that, mm. that just get debunked within a day or so anyways right. so i uh, so but that's a great it's a great place to uh to stay up to date with with rebels uh news and information uh for the show um and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's it's at Rebels Podcast, uh, and uh, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rebels Podcast. And we have a group that is sort of our front lines, uh, Rebels Podcast, Star Wars: The Saga Continues group on Facebook. That you can uh, you can find links to it off of uh, off of the the Facebook page. So right. um, yeah, that's uh, those are kind of all of our places on the internet to uh, to uh, to check us out. Um, and uh, and tell your friends. Let everybody know. This is yeah. going to be the place, yeah. the place to get your rebels news. Mike and Matt are uh, back, man. We're back yeah. talking rebels. Hey, we're only what maybe five or six months away from the premiere. Uh, yes. From what I've heard, we've got they talked about half of the episodes or half of half of the season. Looks like it's already completed. So um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, exciting time in 2014. We're going to be here with the Rebels Podcast, bringing you every single episode and breaking it down so we're gonna have a good time good time yeah and so you've heard what we think about rebels so far um we would actually like to know what you guys think about it so uh you can hit us up it's rebelspodcast at gmail.com and uh you can send us your thoughts send us your emails and uh and let us know 
uh, how you feel about about some of these character reveals, uh, and uh, all opinions are welcome because yep. because uh, you might have thought about something that we haven't yet. So. So uh, yeah, we we hope that we'll be hearing from you guys and uh, and starting an awesome discussion, just like we did with Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, which will be making its return uh, sometime soon to a galaxy near you. CloneWarsPodcast.com is the place to find that, and uh, and. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Star Wars The Saga Continues, which uh, Kyle and Tim, uh, who are a part of our crew here, uh, we don't really have a name for the larger group, I guess. Uh, We used to just kind of be front lines, and then we've branched out into all of these other things uh, with all of this new Star Wars content. So we'll have to figure out what exactly we call ourselves. (laughs) But... uh, but yeah, at our at our sort of our Star Wars podcast group, uh, they have an awesome podcast called Star Wars: The Saga Continues over at uh, StarWarsTSC.com, and you can uh, you can subscribe to them and find their Facebook page and, and Twitter and all that, um, and uh, and and enjoy their musings on. Uh, they're a little bit more general Star Wars, but they've kind of got a bit of a focus towards episode seven so that that's kind of their uh, their flag uh in in the in the hill right. uh that they've planted um so if you want to if you want to talk episode seven news that's going to be the place to do it uh we are are your place for rebels and clone war Frontlines is your place for the clone wars so uh for as as long as we've got clone wars which is uh, well, a little while yet so yeah um I think that does it for us for our first episode of the Rebels podcast. Yes. Uh, so thank you guys for listening, and we will we will catch you sometime soon. Uh, maybe in the next couple weeks, maybe in the next month or so. Uh, it all depends on how quick this news comes out uh, and what we have to talk about. But uh, but you can rest assured that we will try and make this a regular uh, these prologue episodes as we lead up to the uh, the premiere of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, on the Disney Channel and Disney XD. Right. Well, and uh, like I said, like Mike said, don't forget to uh, email us and just tell us what you think about Obi Wan possibly having a daughter <laughs> in the saga. All right. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys soon. See ya.